Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to share the challenges and joys of the everyday neurodivergent life. Let's see how we can use our sensitivity and creativity to rediscover our magic. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 7, Episode 3. If you are here for the first time, welcome. My name is Maria and I love to share how creativity helps me in my everyday life. In 2023, I worked through a project that I've called The Parts of Me. Each month I wrote a short story, which then evolved into a whole book idea in which I explored a part of me through writing um, about a character. And if you're familiar with IFS, which stands for Internal Family Systems Therapy, I welcomed each character as a way to get to know that part of me. This project transformed my life by allowing me the space to get to know myself and accept that I am made up of parts. We all are. Uh, Just as a disclaimer, I am not a therapist or IFS trained or certified or anything like that. I just have this special interest in using different modalities to explore my creativity. So please keep that in mind that as we work through the different creative ideas, you might realize you required support of a trained professional. Please do what you need to do and seek help if you need it. So for this year, I've been investigating how and when these characters show up in my life so that I can find what I'm calling moments of clarity. A moment in which I can find love and acceptance for these parts of myself and feel more at home within my body and my life. All right, so now that we have this quick background intro out of the way, let's see which character showed up to give me a moment of clarity. All right, have you ever had a moment when you look at something in nature and it makes your whole body relax? Maybe it's the colors that happen naturally or the curves in a flower or stem that remind you how adaptable nature truly is. And do you ever think about how much better your life could be if you could just be more like nature and incorporate so many elements of this into your day-to-day life? Well, I have a story for that. As you might have heard in my previous episode, um, season seven, episode two, Loving Our Fear, The little fox, Agar, showed up when I went on a solo trip to visit my sister in California. Well, when I was there, I was able to observe so much more because I didn't have the constant distraction of my own children. It was a really odd feeling, to be honest. I'm so used to having a kid asking something of me that I found it, I don't know, maybe sort of awkward to sit in silence and not have to think about what my children needed or wanted. It was so exciting to spend time with my niece and nephew because this was really the first time I was able to really sit and witness them. Now, being in a Montessori school, um, if you're not aware, I'm a Spanish teacher at a Montessori school, I have gotten so much better at observing children and not interrupting with my own thoughts. It is really, really, it's like a really hard skill to learn because I always want to ask questions and I want to know what they're thinking. Um, But there's nothing quite like learning about children by simply observing them and not asking them a million questions. So on this particular day, I offered to babysit um, 
my niece and my nephew while my sister and her husband went out for a date. I was super ecstatic to be able to offer this to them as a way to help out because I know how important it is to have uninterrupted time to have an adult conversation, especially when your kids are that young. It's super necessary. And you know, or you're not worried about you're not worrying about the milk being spilled or having to scarf down your food because the baby needs to nurse and I just I know how important this is to feel like a grown up so that you can feel like a human again. And so they went off on their date and I waved as they as I held the baby in my arms. I looked around their house and they have this awesome house um in close to San Diego. But anyways, I noticed the stillness of their departure and how it lingered for a few extra seconds. And something in my body felt a little different, like a character was trying to come out, but I wasn't sure who. And I had gotten plenty of rest after listening to how tired Sally had felt the night before. I knew that Agar was content knowing that I could handle whatever situation arose. I thought maybe Alistair wanted to come out to make sure the baby was down for the nap, for her nap at exactly the right time. But it wasn't any of those characters. Like this one felt a little different. And then I looked out the window at the bluest of skies with the ocean way off in the horizon. I took a deep breath and noticed my sister's flowers on the windowsill that she had gotten for her birthday. They were these beautiful orange and purple tulips. You know, They had like some yellow to them. Um, this is her favorite flower. Anyways, and so they were shining so brightly as the sun shone on them. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, then I noticed my nephew, he was playing off on the side with like, like this little camper toy. He carefully set out the little table for the people and sat them down neatly. I giggled to myself because my three-year-old doesn't play like that. He's a bit rougher with his toys and everything's always moving super fast. I looked back at the tulips again and noticed how each flower was so beautiful in its own way. The way each petal curved at just the right angle to make the bottom look so rounded. And I knew instantly that it was Shiloh who was trying to get my attention. If you don't know who Shiloh is, well, he's the shiny thing I wrote about as a way to identify that part of me that oftentimes feels like, um, I don't know, like I've lost my shine. Like I don't know what I'm good at or I feel like I'm sort of left behind and I'm trying to figure my life out. And through this journey of learning about my parts and getting to know them, I've learned that there's a lot of behavior that I constantly compare myself to others. And, you know, granted, this is a lot of learned behavior from my childhood. And so having to kind of sift through all that has been really helpful. I often feel like maybe I'm not living up to what other people's standards are of me. Like I'm not following the path that was set out for me. And this is not necessarily bad, but through my life, I've made up so many stories about how this part of me is bad and needs to be changed. And in my story of Shiloh, they find that they are a little bit different and they find their shine in their own way. So as I'm looking at these flowers, I was, I thought, you know, huh, here's this little Shiloh part of me trying to get my attention. So getting more and more curious, I simply asked, what do you want me to know about these tulips since they were shining in this particular way? And all I heard or felt, I don't know that I heard anything was, you know, just kind of felt it was... All children are like tulips. Stop to notice the beauty in them. I smiled and looked at my nephew who had the sun shining on his face as he played next to the big window on the door. 
And in that moment, it was so clear to me that I needed to slow everything down and just observe him the way that he had his own shine to him, just like all children do and people do. So I sat with the baby in my arms and watched my four-year-old nephew play. I noticed the way his little face changed as he's worked through as he worked through the camping scenes. There was a peaceful energy about him that I knew I was witnessing and that I, it would also be very short-lived because, you know, he's four years old. But I was grateful for the opportunity to have this moment of clarity. All right, let's zoom out and get an eagle's eye view of this topic and find the magic in the everyday life. So how is it that a bunch of tulips have helped me be more in the moment and present with my nephew in that brief moment? I think that's the beauty of creativity and what we call the metaphor tool in my life coaching network, you know, training, whatever. When we can stop our logical left side of the brain with its chitter chatter of do this and do that and just sort of allow those parts of us who can tap into the magical moments like Shiloh, that we can experience it in our mundane everyday life moments. I think that I definitely would have enjoyed my time with my family if my family had come and it would have been, I would have been able to see the beauty of the kids, but there was something way more powerful when I saw how natural it is for each living thing to shine. I don't know. I can't quite describe it with words. It's like a feeling to really allow the beauty of it, take over the moment and notice how incredible it is to just be alive. Um, sure. I know this is much harder to achieve when you're stressed out and have a million things to do, but every little second counts. Um, did I stay in this magical place my entire trip? Of course not. You know, it came and went, but every single time I looked out the window and saw the flowers on the windowsill, I was reminded of how awesome kids are. Like they're so full of life and have such zest and joy. And it was such a nice reminder that I could tap into a bit more these days, especially with my own children and students. I have my nine-year-old who, you know, um, as, after I planned for this episode, um, life continues to happen. So I took my nine-year-old to their auditions. They love to do theater. So they have these audition days where they have to audition for different parts for the play that they're doing their musical. And I was watching them as, you know, just a year ago, a year and a half ago, they were barely starting their journey in theater and how nervous they were and how little confidence they had in themselves. And I dropped them off to go for the auditions this past week. And they just seemed so much more confident in who they are and so much more excited to show up and do something that felt so hard for them before. And how no matter which part they got, like I had to remind myself that all kids are going to shine in their own way. And I don't know, maybe it's the way that we grew up or the, you know, cause I'm a millennial or whatever, but I feel like a lot of my childhood was spent being compared to others. And I, I know we still do that in schools today, but making honor roll. Did I get the best GPA? Did I get any awards? Did I get a solo in this? Did I have a chance to perform? Did I, and I think a lot of it was not intentional, but what happened to a lot of us growing up is we became maybe a little bit really competitive. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just naturally a really competitive person, but I don't know where we got the message that in order for someone to shine, someone else doesn't have to shine. And 
needs to not shine. And I think it just was really a lot of mixed signals, you know? And like, if I make honor roll and someone else doesn't, somehow that made me better than that person. And we internalize these feelings. And so then the next time, if I didn't make honor roll, then I felt like I wasn't as worthy as I was when I had achieved something. And so it's just really complicated messaging, I think. And I don't think our parents meant to do it on purpose. I don't think they were like trying to make us feel this way. But somehow when we make children an extension of who we are and we make children an extension of like their their success equals my success, it sort of sends that messaging, right? Like kids are only worthy when they achieve something. And so it's been really hard to not put that on my child now because I do feel that stress of, oh my gosh, what if they don't get the part that they wanted? And I really definitely think that my child should be Matilda. They didn't get Matilda, by the way. Um, so I had to work through that. And I had to remember this sort of lesson I learned with these tulips, you know, like just because my child is this other yellow orange tulip and this other child is this purple tulip they are all still part of the same bouquet and they work together to shine together and there's not one that's like you don't go around nature saying like oh that flower is way more beautiful or like it grew better or it's performing better like nature is just nature like sure you can have a preference for one type of flower or you can have um some flowers are more beautiful to you like in one way or another or maybe they grow taller or bigger or whatever but it's you don't go around comparing nature to to itself like it just is and so I think definitely remembering these tulips as I go about my days has have helped me to remember you know Shiloh's story and Shiloh that part of me that if my child doesn't get the part they auditioned for does that mean that they are less shiny and they're not living in their true elements to be themselves and it's like no, that's ridiculous. My child just genuinely loves to sing and dance and they're going to get the opportunity to do that. And I should be, I don't want to say should, but like I can be grateful for that instead of getting that a part of me who's like, oh, I've lost my shine. Maybe my child will help me with this. I don't know. It makes no sense. But anyways, I wanted to bring in that more, more current example because after I planned for this, like this other thing happened. And I think it's funny. Like sometimes you learn a lesson and you're like, yes, I saw the beauty in my nephew and it was great. And then it happens with your own child and you're like, oh shit. Like, did I really learn my lesson? Because I'm still having this feeling and Shiloh's still coming out and I'm still feeling like I need to work through these feelings, you know, obviously on my own away from my child so that I don't try to like project on them subconsciously. But yeah, I just think it's important for me to say that here um, because it's never, it's never quite as simple as like, I learned this lesson, I applied it and then everything was so much easier. Like it's like a spiral, you know, it's, it just continues to go and it continues to be presented and you continue to learn through it and evolve through it. So anyways, as I continue to share the story, how does this land with you? You know, have you noticed these types of moments in your parenting or teaching or when you're around children? Have you ever just sat there and observed kids and noticed how they each have their own unique way of being, how they have their own little shine? 
And how does this line with you in general? You know, what do you think about the idea of nature shining brightly and not one thing being better than the other? Do you believe that you have your own shine to notice even when it looks different or not as good as others? In today's world where everything seems to be about metrics and reaching some type of goal, are you leaving enough space for your own particular type of magic to shine just because? I know these are very general questions, but I invite you to notice these moments. Maybe take a walk out in nature and pay attention to how each tree is different in its own way, or how even the clouds that move in the sky look different, yet they are all beautiful. Perhaps you can go out and buy yourself some flowers to serve as a reminder that we are all unique and beautiful in our own ways. And just like Shiloh decided to remind me to look for the shine in others and not only notice it, but truly appreciate it. I hope that you find an opportunity this week to do that for yourself and for others around you. Because when we can appreciate the shine in others and in ourselves, we can just allow for a more beautiful and natural sort of way of life. And isn't that what brings more peace to our world? I don't know. If that's not it, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Anyways, I hope that you have a great week. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you listening. If you are curious about these characters and these stories, go back to season six. That's where I wrote each part. Um, I'm still currently in the editing process. I've set goals for myself for this year and I'm going slow and steady because that wins the race. See, there's another metaphor, another example of like, why is it about winning a race? I don't under, anyways, that's a whole nother thing. I'm, I'm rambling now about other things. So I hope that you have a great week and that you find the shine in your life. All right. Talk to you later. Adios. you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye!